us. We're going to do a little CFL chat. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. On the count of three. One, two, three. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. It's the CFL. One, two. A one, two, three, four. Brad and Ned at the 55. Brad and Ned at the 55. Who's at the 55? It's Brad and Ned. I achieved. That's a good CFL intro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it's been right at the 55 a long time. God, we're bad at this. Like, we're stepping all over each other. Uh, I know. We suck at this. But we're back, people. I know you've been waiting a long, long time, Brad's mom. Uh, and here we are again. And yeah. it's going to be a classic, a throwback episode, like those vintage jerseys. Have you seen the, um, not not CFL vintage okay. jerseys? I, I was actually looking at, I can't remember what they're called, like the, the urban design um, jerseys for the NBA teams. Like, it's like I the... The, the Raptors North sort of Chevron okay. with the gold. And, oh, but the, yeah, the yeah. Miami, the Miami Heat have a Miami Vice-themed... Um, oh, that's cool. I don't know. What is, what is... It's not a jersey in basketball. What is it? Yeah, it's like a... Pinny? Slip-on? Yeah, I don't know. What do you call yeah. it? Yeah. Guernsey? you still call it a jersey. I'm going to call it a Guernsey. Another okay. channel. I have a Guernsey. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Isle of Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's still called a jersey. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's called a jersey. CFL did do that to kind of get back on the CFL off ramp. Yeah, uh, the CFL did do that two years ago. They had third jerseys, so they had home away, and then a third jersey. There aren't enough games to justify a third jersey. Yeah, I think they probably yeah. realized that. Well, it's all about marketing. They're trying yeah. to sell more merchandise. Um, yeah, I don't know if it worked. Some of the some of them look ridiculous. I know. I know the Argonauts were trying to do some retro merch with like like harkening back to their days as a row club. Because oh, I think I think yeah, they were trying yeah. to get like the the preppy urban scene, yeah. And I guess rowing appeals to, to those folks more than uh, more than football does. Struggle so bad. So yeah. we're at the end of a CFL season. We are. We are. We skipped the entire season. About it. <laughs> the embarrassing season. Have I been to any games this season? Yeah, I must have. Yeah, because I've gone to, to the movie. Three. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, actually, I've been to more games this season than I've ever been to before in my life. Yeah, I think I went to three games this season. Four. Um, yeah, uh, recap of the season. Yeah, you, I'll leave that up to you. Uh, my the... recap was Joseph, my younger one, was very naughty one day, so he didn't get to go to one of the games we were going to go to. Uh, then I did take him to one of the games, but it was an evening game, so he got sleepy around uh, halfway through the oh, uh, third okay. quarter. Okay. So I left early. Um, That's your recap? No, no, and I took my dad to... Oh, you did take yeah, it. I was to, at that game, too. Yeah, the game yeah, against yeah. Uh, against BC. BC. That was a fun game, That actually. was a fun game. That was yeah. full of flubs yeah. and fumbles. Yeah, and highs and... High, yeah, you know, yeah highs dizzying and highs, lows. crashing yeah. lows. The, uh, yeah, the season. So, we're at the end of the season. Now we've got the Western and Eastern Finals coming up next weekend, where we have Calgary v. Winnipeg in the West, and uh, Ottawa v. Hamilton in the East. Um, but... So good enough. We'll just let that ride. Let's have a quick little cap about interesting things in the CFL this season. Okay. Probably the most interesting potential team, finally, is uh, in Halifax. Is the Atlantic Schooners? Is it the Atlantic Schooners? So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to call them the Schooners or not. I hope so. I think I they have to name. because they've been, I mean, since I was a kid, they've yeah. been hyping the Schooners and, you know, yeah. those, those jerseys that they're Would selling. Would it be the, and like, it's going to be, it's going to be definitely a Halifax-based team. Uh, Halifax-centric. So do they call them the Atlantic Schooners or the Halifax Schooners? Do you think people in Moncton will boycott the team 
if they're like, oh, I'm not going to that. Yeah. Or, or somebody out in, in Dingwall is going to be, oh, Finbar, I ain't going to that game. I think uh, was, you... I used to be able to do a incredibly good uh, sketch <laughs> accent. No, I can't do it. I the McCurdy you... girls, come down to Old Sandbro Road with me and Jimmy McCurdy. Oh, I ain't gonna, good. Yeah, I ain't gonna go see no Atlantic schooners. No, I ain't gonna go see no Halifax schooners. Not till they call it the Atlantic schooners. They, I don't know if you would get that sort of. I think there'd be more universal fan support if you had an Atlantic team. Okay, so Did actually, sitting here, sitting Atlantic? here, looking at the Patriots coasters, it's always bugged me. New England. New it's England. wishy-washy. It's wishy-washy. Well, Choose a the, town. They used to be the Patriots, the Boston Patriots. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, and that changed. Is that once they got, they found the Foxborough Stadium? Uh, yeah, actually, they moved out of Boston. Yeah, they moved to Foxborough, which is sort of halfway between. No, it was before that, actually, because they were still in uh, Boston when they changed to New England. They changed to the New England Patriots, I think, when like the AFL-NFL merger, mm. or you know, to make the AFC-NFC. Right. Uh, like in 68 or whatever, 69, about the time of the first Super Bowl. I think shortly after that is when they became the New England Patriots. Um, and, and then shortly after, then a while later, of course, moved to Foxborough, which is like halfway I mean, between Providence and, and Boston. Yeah, so, I mean, there you go. I mean, so like you if kind you're in Boston, you don't want someone from freaking, you know, Montpelier having like equal claim to your... <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it. To hear actually. crushing football things. Really? Yeah, I, I kind of like it. No. You go to New England states, and it's like there's one tie that binds all these small states across the region. So, I don't know. I kind of endorse it. And for the same reason, I think an Atlantic Schooners team would No, I'm, would I'm be a Halifax cool. chauvinist. I don't want so people from Moncton having any claim to. No one else gets claimed <laughs> yeah, yeah, onto no, that. No, no. Which the might the be glory. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, the glory of a CFL team in the East Coast. Disaster. Um, so, yeah, so the. I mean, the league has said, yeah, we'll definitely, we want a 10th team. We want a team out in Atlanta, Canada. Uh, you need a stadium. Uh, I think Halifax City Hall last week voted uh, for, like, the first step is, like, this environmental or feasibility study right. uh, for a stadium in Shannon Park. Shannon Park, Park yeah, in the old military housing there down by. That's uh, not a bad idea. I mean, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that area is a perfect location for something like that because it's kind of cool and that it's right on the harbor like it's right on right on the yeah waterfront. you could actually turn that into a you could an attractive kind of you could know, yeah and recreational area but it's right underneath the bridge so no one wants to live there i don't think like i don't know if it would really make a very good uh commercial or a residential development uh, it's and it's also it's pretty far out for a lot of the uh, transport but it would be good because you could put a ferry terminal down there well, Probably. now we're talking some serious infrastructure. Yeah, well, are we? I mean, how much infrastructure do you need for a ferry terminal? I, I, I don't know. It's a pier. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which is all you need. But, I mean, you, how so many you ferries could run, can you run, like... You'd only run it during games. Right, right. So, but, so you you run a ferry. I mean, you can only... How many people can you fit on a ferry? Like, 100? Uh, maybe more. And, and I think they've only... How many ferries does the Halifax Ferry... Yeah, I, think I think they don't have the two. Well, I think they? the team probably... No, they must have three, because they... I think they have the, four, actually. Oh, do they? Because okay. they run the three terminals. Yeah, Halifax. right. You've got the one in Halifax, and you've got the two in two Dartmouth. Two in Dartmouth. And then yeah. you'd have another one. And then you, now you'd have a third one. Yeah. So, I mean, you could run... Uh, yeah, two ferries back and forth constantly. Ooh, put some slot machines on the ferry. Wouldn't be ideal. Some drinks. Some drinks. drinks. That'd, That'd be nice, yeah. Show. Maybe Magician. Wayne Newton would play. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's good. Um, Is he still alive? You could. Uh, Wayne Newton? I think so. Stanley's dead. Stanley died today. Yeah. Yeah. 
We are now immediately dating this podcast. So yeah, that, that, yeah, exactly. I, it's yeah. always embarrassing when I go to edit these things. We're talking, <laughs> about, like talking about like the World Cup. <laughs> the Falkland Islands were invaded yeah, exactly. by the Argentine. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking the Islands. Let's just in. Yeah, it's uh, not good. Uh, yeah, we yeah. definitely need to get these out more often. You do. Honestly, I, really I, I hate editing. I hate editing. It's not the act of editing. It's the act of listening to me talk. Uh, well, that's not a good to sign. To relive the experience. For future yeah. Pro- for yeah. people wanting to listen to that podcast. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of the big news in the CFL, uh, which should be great. Okay, what's that's your prediction for the game? This weekend? Um, I'd like to predict a Winnipeg win in the West. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Calgary's right for the picking. Uh, and in the East, I like the idea. I like the idea of all Winnipeg teams. Yeah, I like Winnipeg yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah I like the name of the Blue Winnipeg. Bombers. I think yeah. they, they could have just been the Bombers, but I like that they threw in the Blue. Blue there. Bombers. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of kind of fun. They have cool uniforms, the gold and blue. Kind yeah. Of fun. Uh, and yeah, I do. Not trying to be a homer, I do think uh, the Red Blacks will win in the East. Yeah, I think. I mean, uh, they they won three times. Three against straight the against yeah. Hamilton. Now on paper, Hamilton's a better team. I will. Fully acknowledge that. I think Hamilton's a better football team. Nobody does the eight-yard check pass, though. Like uh, like uh, Trevor yeah, Harris? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's good. Well, he's had some good downfield passes this, uh, in the later part of the season. Okay, see, so yeah, all my been, games were in the, in yeah, the later part. Yeah, he's been pushing the like, field in the last bit of the And I think because he pretty much had to. I mean, the short yardage passes. But, I mean, we got People rec- have figured it out. Well, you got receivers, though, like Sinopoli, who, like, an eight-yard check pass, or a five-yard check down pass becomes, like, 15 yards after the catch. So I mean, you know, he's getting twenty-three yards on every passing play on a checkdown, on a safe checkdown. So I kind of get it to some degree. Um, Red Blacks have weird stats. So William Powell's uh, like their premier running back, and he's number two in the league, I think, for rushing yards. But his rushing yards are all in like big chunks, if you know what I mean. Like he'll run, he'll rush like twenty yards on one play, and then he will get. Three and the rest per, that seemed to be carry yeah that seemed to be game. what I was experiencing where it was yeah. like a bunch of check down pass I didn't notice Sinopoli getting twenty three yards I mean, and again uh, he, gets, he gets I, I was noticing a lot of like like you know they 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 go for the big pass they fail they go for the the check down pass and that you yeah. know they, and they were getting first downs that way but yeah. it was it was well very, that um, is sort of monotonous so CFL is an interesting league because it's a three down league yeah so you don't have you you don't have a lot of room to pass so, I mean in the NFL they always talk about establishing the run so establishing the run so you so you you run the ball as much as you can to sort of establish you know to get the defense sucked into like yeah we're going to run the ball and, uh, and then can, uh, so, so consistently the, the throw run the is the surprise the throw and that's then, how you get the big yards that's how you get the big yards okay so if you like run the ball and if you're con- yeah with four downs you can do that because you can average four down yeah. four yards sorry on every down you'll get a you'll keep yeah. getting first downs so if you get that, then that forces defenses to sort of draw in and stop the run, opening up the backfield, right. opening up the pass. In the CFL, it's the exact opposite. You use the pass to establish the run. Okay. Because it's only three downs, you need to eat up eight yards. Even a check down pass of eight yards is better than a two-yard run or a three-yard right. run on an on a, on a individual carry because, I mean, if all you get is three yards on your first down run, well, now you got to get seven friggin' yards yeah. on your on your second down. So you see that more often that teams will sort of establish the pass to sort of, to set up the run. It's sort yeah, of a no, I can see how that would work. Yeah, it's kind of an, an, a complete inverse. 
Is only having three uh, downs a flaw? Um, is it a better game with four four downs? So there's a few variables that need to be factored into this. So the NFL field is way bigger. Okay, yeah. way bigger. So there's way more room to run around in. Way more room to get open, if you will. Yes, there's one more player, but it isn't. Yeah, yeah it isn't. The, the ratio. The ratio is yeah. still. It's a huge field. It's a huge end zone, which is something that a lot of people don't okay. think yeah. about. It is a massive end zone. <clears throat> so once you get to like within in the red zone, uh, quote unquote, you know, usually 15 yards from the end zone. Well, actually, you've got a ton of space to move receivers around in hmm. that in that space. So that allows you, in theory at least, a lot more room for offense. If you were going to go to a four-down game in the CFL, scores would be astronomical. People would score on every drive. Okay. You know, because there's just... So, so all like that right space now, really teams, does change. It, the, it makes a huge yeah. difference. I mean, now even CFL teams, uh, you know, CFL games are pretty high scoring. In the NFL, they're getting high-scoring games now, but they're getting it by essentially castrating defense. So I was actually going to ask you about this. Yeah. Joe. Like, since we're just going to talk CFL probably more in general than mm-hmm. any specific games or anything like that. So last year when we were doing Brad and Ned at the 55, I mean, it was fun to be CFL because it almost looked like the NFL was, was dying of yeah. self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. This yeah. year, somehow they've managed to... They've turned it around. They, they haven't solved, so far as I can tell, the Kaepernick and the, the flag... Con- sorry, the, yeah. uh, the anthem it's, controversy. It's just, but it just seems to have just it's burned just gone away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and everybody's talking about how exciting it is. It is exciting. And I think they've done it in... Unf- well, I mean, they've done it through a way. Like, you change the rules of the game to make it more exciting. And what they've done is they've essentially, uh, you know, made defenses irrelevant. And they've yeah. done it through, like, you know, crazy rush- rushing the passer calls. Yeah. Uh, they've done it. Because there's a lot of ambiguity in the new rule, right? There now, is. It's like, it's so that so that defensive players are, are pulling their, not are, pulling their punches, but, but they're pulling, pulling up on, yeah. on what would be very committed sacks. And it's strange. They released a uh, the NFL Referees Association released video of like examples of like a good sack and a bad sack, like a roughing the passer and 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 a legitimate sack. And when you see it, and they would show it on like Sports Center or whatever, and when you see it, you're like, yeah, okay, I see that. Like I see what they're saying, but that's almost besides the point because you it what they're the the good sack is very hard to pull off. Yeah. Like you need to be coming at the guy at an angle. You can't square up on him. And if you square up on him, you have to move to the side so you don't land on him. That's the key. You can't land on the quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. No, is this for safety reasons? Or, sorry, Arguably, is, this, is this purportedly for safety reasons? Is that how they're, they're framing this? Or is this? Purportedly, it's for safety reasons. What it is really for is I think they looked at the they looked at the playbook. Were quarterbacks getting injured? Uh I mean, I mean, of all the people who are getting yeah, injured is in football, are, are quarterbacks much. like a, a quarterbacks matter more? So even if they're not getting, if we were to say that each human life is is equal, yeah, uh, I, like quarterback's life is worth more okay. than everyone yeah. else on yeah. the field. I so mean, it's still the NFL, like we're still, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's only, I mean, there's it, a terrible you know, there's moral calculus behind the, this. Yeah, exactly. Thirty two teams in the NFL. There's like six really good yeah. quarterbacks. Five or six, okay? There's 
15 okay ones, and then there's everyone else. And then there's the guy. What? Who's the guy in for the Bills? Uh, Nathan. Oh, I don't even know now. I want to call him Nathan words. Peter. The guy who's like like the like the worst uh, well, game in history. Anyway, they've all had yeah. that. Like there is some bad quarterbacking in the NFL. Yeah. As much as there is in the, in the CFL as well. I mean, we'll talk about that in a minute. The uh, so these assets, as they are quarterbacks, they're significant. They're not just significant for the teams. They're significant for the league because the league wants to protect these so guys. Assets, they don't want them, ri- ri- you know, injured. Eh? They're human beings. Right? I mean, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, yeah. I mean, if we if we if we set aside, you know, the value that each human being on the team adds to the team, yeah. and just you know their their intrinsic value as human beings, like, are the people playing the quarterback position getting hurt more? Uh, are they? Are they? If if we were to say I'm worried not, about safety in the no, in the NFL, no, they're not getting. Let's hurt start more. with the quarterbacks. No, no, they're not getting hurt more. They're just more important. Okay. They're more yes, important yes. to the league, and they're more important yes. to the individual team. Yeah, and they're more important to the marketability of the league. Yeah, people watch Monday Night Football when Brady is playing Rodgers. That's what they say. They will hardly say Packers v Patriots. They will yeah. say Brady v Rodgers because that sounds better. And that's sort of the reality of quarterbacks in the NFL. So what they did was they created this asinine, you know, roughing the passer call um, to protect quarterbacks. I get that. But it was, it's really, it does two things. It does protect quarterbacks, probably. But what it does more, I think, is really opens up offenses. Because you're right. When you're saying, like, they're pulling punches, they are pulling punches. Guys are lining up. You can see it. You can see it every day. Guys are lining up for like good hits, and then and the defender is all of a sudden backing off or cutting to one side. So when he hits the quarterback, he doesn't drive him into the ground and land on him. He lands beside him. You know what does that do? That gives the quarterback an out. You know now right. all of a sudden where he had no lane. Yeah, he's now got a, he's, he's got, got a place. lane. Yeah, so he can either run. Or you can, you know, cut and open up the pocket a bit more, and and just stay in the pocket. So you see, you, you sound a little bit annoyed by this. I mean, I'm making these, you know, <laughs> you know, these. I, I won't say I'm annoyed or, I'm, you know, I'm somewhat. Agnostic. You just don't like change. I, no, I'm agnostic about it. I, I appreciate why they did it. You know, for the purely selfish reasons that these players are more important and they want to protect them. Yeah, okay, noted. Because uh, good quarterbacks are not growing on trees anymore. They used to be a common thing. They're not a common thing anymore. And I don't really know why that is. Someone who knows something about U.S. college football can comment on that. But like they're not being trained. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Like the. I'm not sure. I don't have, know. Have, sorry. We're 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 going yeah, all, we're all over the place that. here. But you know, sure. Well, it's been a long time since we had yeah. an end breath. Has five, so. has the college game and the NFL game have they diverged? Like it did. It used to be that the the college game was just sort of the junior version of the mm. NFL game. But now they they're actually almost like two separate. Yeah, so types I think the football, the college game is a little different. It, it, well, it is fundamentally different than the NFL, and and you see this because very few college players transition college quarterbacks for sure because there's way more on a quarterback than anyone else. Yeah. maybe like maybe an inside linebacker if he's calling the defense, maybe like a strong safety, but maybe 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 most of these players though is pure physical talent. Okay, so if you're a really super physically talented running back or a really physically talented strong safety or some sort of defensive player in the in the college ranks, you know, you've got a lot more to learn in the NFL because the plays are different, whatever. But your physical your physical skills 
are just going to exponentially get better because the training's better, the dietitians are better, uh, the routines are better. You're just going to get better, and you're, and you're going to shine. A quarterback doesn't work like that. It's You have to run this. Like, football is a preposterously ridiculous sport. Like, let's just put that out there. For anyone who's listening to this wanting to talk about how much we love football, and I love football, but it's ridiculous. It's unbelievably complicated for no real reason whatsoever other than to cram in more commercials, quite frankly. And it's clipboards and headsets. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. off the charts. Yeah. It's the only sport. It's cranky where... old men with clipboards and headsets. But, you know, those cranky old men, because it is such a complex sport, they make a huge difference. Play calling makes a difference. Crazy schemes and crazy defenses make a difference. It's the only sport where adjustment, maybe a bit NBA and and, and and hockey maybe a bit, but NFL football in particular, nothing is more fundamentally unique as, as two separate halves in a football game. Teams adjust, and good coaches uh, completely morph. And so it's a one game where, you know, coordinators and, and coaches make a huge difference because of the complexity of the game. Add to that, so now the quarterback is the one individual who has to run a huge portion of that. Right. Okay. And I think the, the learning curve from college to, to the pro ranks, especially in the NFL, is incredibly steep. And not many guys transition very easily. So it's a learning thing. Yeah, the learning yeah, curve is like too steep. And I think teams are so desperate to get the next big thing that players are not developing very well. Uh, they're not getting the chance to do like two or three years uh, under someone else and then, yeah. and then graduate into the position. They're like jamming them into to starting positions in the NFL and they're a lot of them are flaming out and it's just it's you know it ruins their confidence yeah. and you know it, it, it yeah they're just not that great so I mean to kind of get back on the on-ramp again here yeah let's get back onto the CFL try and get yeah. onto an on-ramp yeah. I will say that I think they changed these rules in the NFL to create more safety but I think they did try and do it to create more offense yeah is that better eh, you know it makes the game more exciting we love scoring but does it make it more fair? You know what I mean? I don't know. So then to get back another off-ramp back onto the CFL, I think that is where the CFL, uh, where I do like it. Everyone complains about three-down football. Oh, do people complain? Oh, yeah, everyone. Oh, okay. Everyone considers it completely illegitimate because you, you can't run the ball as much. You have to you have to throw more, which means you know more incomplete passes, more punting, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think there's, you know, the the CFL with only nine teams still struggles to find really premier quarterbacks. Okay. Like they're just It's just not easy anywhere. So now can I jump to the next question? Well, just let me find. finish oh, this sorry. thought, yes. and then we can jump to it, because I think I know where you're going to yeah. go. So, um, so with that in mind, I think uh, with the NFL – sorry, I think the CFL, the, you know, the size of the field uh, with the three-down game, I think is a good – a blend, you know, of allowing defenses to be defenses, and yet the size of the field allows more than enough opportunity for offenses to perform right. uh, if and when Given they can the perform. Space Given it. the space yeah. to do it. And it allows, you don't have to change the rules to sort of castrate a defense in order for the offense to shine. There's more than enough opportunity due to the space the space of the field for the, for the offense to run plays and, and execute. So... Yeah, I know I'm a proponent of the three-down game only because of this of the other aspects of the game, and that's 
the size of the field, the clock too, which is like a crazy clock rule, yeah. but it allowed more opportunities for more possessions, more opportunities to score. So all in all, it's a balancing act. It's an act. It's a balancing act that the NFL couldn't do. Okay. Because you'd have to change the field. Right. right. Field, so so you know? it's it's not just the three downs. It's the three downs the size Plus of the field. everything else. So so yeah. everything actually fits together. And I, I think it does. I think it does. And, yeah. yeah. I think it and makes it, it a fun. I mean, yeah. we've watched some horrible games. Yeah. Absolutely. I've watched a lot of crappy CFL football. I was never really sure if that was the result of. The rules of the game, or the the people playing. You know, let's just be and honest. just the lack of resources. So, that, you, I, know. you know, in all of my most athletic abilities as a much younger man, yes. I was never going to the CFL. They're skilled football players. Mm. Okay, are they the most skilled football players playing gridiron football on the planet? Absolutely not. Or they be in the NFL? Let's right. just be. But I mean, it's honest. not. It's not just like the the. A lack of skill on the part of players, but you know, it's like it's all those resources. It's the clipboards and the head headsets. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, you know, like there's a the lot dietitians and yeah, there's yeah. you know all the professional teams in Canada have that to a degree. Yeah, not nearly the but degree it's very much in air sets. Uh, yeah, much yeah. much less, obviously. Yeah, pale shadow. Yeah. yeah, exactly of their of the NFL cousin. But I mean, I think you know again, I, this is a reoccurring theme here about about CFL football and my appreciation of it is that at least it does sort of still keep it more like a working man's game. Yeah. And there's, yeah, it's not as good uh, at times, but, uh, you know, other times it is great and it's very exciting. So quarterbacks, I know mean, you're going to talk about no, so oh, yeah, yeah, so not just quarterbacks. What I was going to ask you, so if they bring in um, the Atlantic Schooners or whatever they're going to call yeah. it, is it going to dilute the pool of talent mm-hmm. in the league? Yes, it will. And we, we have a, an absolutely perfect test case for this. And that was the year the Red Blacks came into the league. That year was undoubtedly the worst year of CFL football. Oh, no kidding. It was okay. dead fun here in the city because uh, in Ottawa because we loved it. And we loved having a team. And I went to a bunch of games. And they played horribly. They won two games all season. And <laughs> I couldn't have cared less. You know, yeah. there was penalties on top of penalties. Mouchoir sur le terrain. Yeah. Tous les mots. You know, yeah. everywhere there was. Yeah. Uh, but it was... Um, it was fun, though. Like, it was fun to have a team here. However, throughout the league, universally, the, the quality of talent dropped. Because you had to water out for yeah. one year. You had to have an expansion draft uh, in order to create a new team. Well, and there's does, only so much talent where, there. Yeah, so where does CFL draw its talent from? Because, I mean, the NFL has its big draft, and they, they draw from yeah, the so there's a colleges. CFL, yeah, so there's a but, CFL combine. Yeah. yeah really? Is, yeah, oh, there oh, is okay. yeah. Not well attended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one's uh, doing like bros uh, party trips to the CFL yeah. combine. Maybe they are. I don't know. I'm not. Um, and there's a CFL draft, obviously. Uh, no one watches it like it doesn't. Take yeah, but I mean, like. 24 hours of airtime. I mean, I guess. And I the could... draft comes from Canadian college. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say, because I could ask the same thing about the XFL. Like the NFL, like there's a clear through line from yeah. the universities oh, yeah. through the draft Both Canadian... into the league. Canadian and American universities, because as you know, yeah. like, there's CanCon rules in the CFL about how yeah. many international players you can cover and how many Canadian players you can cover or hold. And uh, so your Canadian players are more often than not coming from Canadian colleges. Yeah. Some might come from U.S. colleges, but if a Canadian ends up in a U.S. college system, he's probably good enough that he might end up in the NFL. Eh? Yeah. Whereas... Uh, yeah, whereas the CFL draws, and then their international ranks are all coming from U.S. US colleges, often Division II schools. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Not, you know, maybe some uh, 
lesser skilled players from Division One schools, but a lot of guys from Division Two schools. Yeah, and they end up in the CFL. And I mean, it really becomes a d- decision time for a lot of these guys. Like, you know, do I want? Because I mean, if you're playing football in Division Two school in the United States, you're probably not going to the NFL. You're probably legitimately going to college. You know. Yes, like that's legit- a good point. You know. Yeah. So you got actually- a scholarship. So oddly, you you're, have more options than you do. Than, yeah, yeah. your yeah. like your degree is free because you yeah. play football. But do you want to keep playing football? Make that communications this, degree work for you. Well, you may actually have like yeah. a real degree. Yeah. <laughs> to all of the people who have communications degrees, I apologize. Like you probably you know put some effort into your studies. Use this opportunity to you know put yourself in a good position. Do you want to come to Canada and play football for fifty five thousand dollars a year in Regina? And, yeah, in Regina, you know, yeah. or Winnipeg, or potentially in Halifax. Ah, even Winnipeg would be better than Regina. No Probably, offense to, yeah, yeah. No offense to Regina. Uh, that's a that's a tough one, man. Like, uh, that's you know, like you could draw some great players from from U.S. schools, but a lot of them just don't want to bother. They just uh, they want to put their college careers, their football careers, behind them and go on to something. Else. Right, because I mean, there's no. The CFL career doesn't lead on to anything better. It, for some, it for, does. For some, it does. Okay. But I mean, when I mean some, I mean, uh, like, less than 1%. Yeah. I mean, like, know, like, guys go end up coaching. You know, yeah. they have full careers as coaches afterwards. Where's Pinball Clemens right now? Uh, he's in Toronto. Yeah, he's still in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was so going to say, like, he's one who seems to have, like, you know... Yeah, but even more maintained. so, let's take Henry Burris. Yeah. You know? Where is he? Is he still in yeah, he's on TSN. He's a TSN. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. And he like he, so he you know stayed in Ottawa after he yeah. retired. Oh, good. He got was a very, job. With, very charismatic. Uh, so very charismatic, yeah. and I think that's why he's working in media. Yeah. So he got a job initially with like I think the CTV morning show, uh, morning uh, uh, news program, and then that and he may still have that. I don't know, but but it ended up morphing. Now he's one of the TSN football analysts. So I mean, this is not uncommon. You know? Yeah, Matt Dunnigan, same thing. I mean, had a long career. American had a long career in the in the CFL. Stayed in Canada afterwards, and, and has been a TSN analyst ever since. So it happens. I mean, guys make things. Uh, a lot of guys end up in coaching, um, or back either back in the states or in Canada coaching. You know, in the CFL. But uh, yeah, it's not huge. You yeah. have to think. If, if, I mean, at least if you go into the NFL. You know, you, you probably don't have a very long career ahead of you, but in that short career, you you're going to make a, a, you have a, a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, I met a CFL player one time not long ago. I won't mention his name. Uh, he was a specialty teams player, and by his own acknowledgement, this was the third team he was on here in Ottawa, or third team in four years, I think. Okay. And yeah. uh, specialty teams player, um, you know, always on specialty teams, but that's all he was on, like punt, punts and kickoffs yeah. type thing. And uh, I remember talking to him about that, and but he was very honest. He's like, the CFL is not, like for a guy like me, and he says for so many of us, CFL is not an end game career move. And he says, I'm still young, I'm fit, it's fun. So it really is just the enjoyment of the game. It's the enjoyment yeah. of the game. Well, it's, it's not, not just that. It's not, sorry, not nothing. Just that, like, he says it I makes mean, more than enough to live. Yeah. You know, and you know, enjoys but it, his but life. It gives, but you, it gives you a living, it gives you sort of like a neutral living in terms wage. of financially. Yeah, but, but, but nothing the, for your future. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the like, thing that it gives you is 
the ability to continue. It's like yeah. playing basketball in Italy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. Or maybe yeah. even less than that. I think basketball yeah. is probably pretty good in Italy. Yeah, I um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, basketball right. in Latvia. Yeah, 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 you're right. Like, that's it. Like, Actually, basketball's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, it's supposed to be good in Latvia. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know what the yeah. analysis is. Basketball in Estonia. Hockey, there we go. hockey in yeah. UK, maybe, yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, yeah, you're in a professional team. You can live off your salary. Uh, you can enjoy it. But I think he, like, he had a gym that he owned uh, in a city where he originated from, and he was uh, like a train, like a high um, performance athletic trainer. Oh, okay. and that's sort of yeah, and that's sort of where he was leaning. And, and I think the next year he, he he was out of the league. He wasn't old, but he just he wasn't gonna yeah. keep going, and that was it. So I mean, he, you know, I think that might be a fairly honest assessment from from a guy. Now, not every player is like him, like bouncing around between teams on specialty teams. I mean. There's a lot of guys, you know, like Sinopoli, for instance, or uh, or Powell or R.J. Harris, I mean, who are really good players, you know, and they're not making the money they could be making south of the border, but they're not going to make it south of the border, and they're going to probably have pretty long, you know, maybe ten long, ten year long careers yeah. here in the CFL, and that's going to be great, you know, and they're going to make decent money, they're going to have a decent pension at the end of it, and they'll make parlay that into something else, but. Yeah, it's it is a lot of love of the game here, I think, north of the border. Yeah. All right, let's put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. You're predicting Winnipeg and you're predicting Ottawa. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Between yeah. Winnipeg and Ottawa? I want I'm gonna say Ottawa. I you're gonna just, just yeah, just, I'm just do gonna it. go. Do yeah, it. Yeah, just yeah. Go. Why not? Why not? Uh, I mean the Winnipeg prediction is a bold one because uh, Well yeah, because Calgary's been Calgary's a yeah. juggernaut, but they're vulnerable. But they're they were they're a juggernaut with feet of clay. They have lost before. Yes. We've seen it. Yeah. They've lost to the Red Blacks. They've lost to Toronto in the in the Great yeah. Cup. And I would say the last four games, five, well, they won their last one, but they lost like three in a row. Yeah. Like they are sort of struggling at a time where they should be peaking. Uh, and I think Ottawa and, uh, and Winnipeg are definitely playing strong football. So, yeah, we'll have to see what next weekend brings. All right. It's been think, fun to talk about football. Yeah, it's been a while. I think we talked about, like, every corner of football. I think that was a wide-ranging... We didn't get to Johnny Manziel. Oh, do, let's... Do, yeah. Anything you want to say? Sure you can edit this down. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. I'll uh, keep it as is. Yeah, I mean, I hope he does well. How has he been doing? I saw him play the one game, the one game yeah. that, that Joe got sleepy in. We had to leave. <laughs> had to leave, uh, yeah. It was... He was when he was good, he was like the most... Yeah, he's very fun. dynamic. Yeah. He's a very dynamic football player, which... Uh, so this is like you talk about college football in the States. CFL is very much like college football in the States. Like, it's very freewheeling. Uh, it's less of a system. It's um, less regimented than the NFL. And uh, so I think uh, that bodes well for Johnny Manziel if he can settle into the game a bit more here. I mean, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Like, he showed up here uh, out of the blue, all this publicity, all this hoopla, wasn't the starting position in Hamilton, and he shouldn't have been because uh, Mazzoli was is much better, you know, or was much better. But Mazzoli been in the league for like yeah. forty five years, day. Eh? Uh, so then he gets shuffled off to Montreal, where they are desperate for a quarterback. Gets put into a game where he had no business being in. Uh, yeah, it was, it's just been all bad. But he has gotten better every game. He's gotten a little bit better every game. So do you think he has a future? I think he does. Actually, I think he needs uh, a season. He needs a preseason because he never trained in a preseason. He didn't have a lot of preseason time. Oh right, yeah, he, he had some, but not yeah. a lot. He needs a preseason with the with uh, the Alouettes, and he needs to settle in and make that his team. I think he can do it. I, the game, 
the CFL game suits his style of play, that sort of freewheeling, running yeah. around, throwing the football thing. It suits him very well. Uh, I like him. I mean, I think he's a good kid. I hope he does well here. You know, I think he. I hope he does well in the CFL. I think he's got more. Uh, maybe the plan was come to the CFL and blow their minds and, and then go back, back to the NFL. Yeah. Clearly, that is not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Or it's not going to happen anytime soon. That's for sure. So I think he should get comfortable in Canada. <laughs> Montreal's, I mean, beautiful as city. We've, as we've gone through the cities, you could get posted to. Yeah, that's Montreal's a, good one. a pretty good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, I mean, he's probably not going to live in Montreal uh, outside of the season, but uh, yeah, it's a good. It's a good city, and I think he can really make it his own. I think. It, yeah, Where's he from? Uh, he's from Texas. Oh, he's from Texas. Yes. For some reason, I thought he was from upstate New York. But, no, but, no, no. He, well, he, yeah, I think he's from Texas. Yeah. yeah. So I think They're he. Uh, I think he. Uh, yeah, it could be a good. It could be a good fit. He's got a big personality. Yeah. Um. You know, and he he seems to be enjoying the game and respecting the game, which is a big thing too. Like you know, respect the game when you come. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'm just saying, I'm gonna come up here and I'm gonna crush it. Well, no, you didn't. So you know, put the work in, and and you'll be a good quarterback. It'll be nice to have a big personality and a big draw. Presumably, he'll be a big or big enough draw. Yeah, in, in, in one of the larger cities. Because we've, talk, we've talked about this. Yeah, because, of, yeah, yeah. Where, where, like, CFL is a game of small cities. And I think Canada's a country of small cities, mostly. But you yeah. still need those anchor, anchor metropolises. Anchor teams, yeah. yeah. And, like, Toronto, or Toronto's just struggled. I mean, Ricky yeah. Ray going down in the first game of the season, I think it was, that was the end of their season. Like, he was the sole reason they won the Great Cup last yeah. year. Um, that's tragic. That, that killed them. In a year that they needed to be good, because now they finally are, you know, owned by, they have ownership in Toronto. You know, it's the big you know, ownership group that owns. Oh, is it Maple uh, Leaf TFC. Sports? Yeah, yeah okay. They yeah. own the Argos now. So now they've got money oh, behind okay. them. Oh, well, that's nice. They can pu- do some yeah. publicity. They can push it. Ah, and then your star quarterback goes down in the first But, I mean, if, if they're owned by the same people in Montreal, they clearly have experience making a uh, unsuccessful team profitable. So Yeah, uh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah that's Sprinkle a little true. that that magic on yeah, there. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Alouettes, I mean, they have a better fan base in Montreal. Um, I don't know why. I wonder who their fan base is. I mean, it's a good question. I don't even know who the fan base is in, in I Ottawa, mean, part of it right? is just because I think, like, Montreal, the stadium, it's in McGill. It's McGill Stadium. Um, you know, downtown, it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's a cool place to go to watch a football game. Not that, uh, not that, uh. BMO isn't. BMO's, I'm not crazy about BMO. I, I don't I, mind it. Like I like Liberty Village area, Toronto. I, I like the area. I just yeah. thought the stadium itself was kind of cheap. Yeah, you are right. It you know it doesn't quite have the pizzazz. Like you compare it to say you know whatever at TD Place, it's yeah. not even close. Yeah, like TD Place is cool. Like that's a nice stadium. Like that's an aesthetically pleasing looking stadium. Yes. Um, yeah, like BMO, honestly, looks BMO just feels like, like bleachers. It there. Yeah, like, like yeah. You're, and you literally are like you're, yeah. In many cases, yeah. you're sitting on bleachers. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think uh, having the field where it is located downtown in Montreal helps. Uh, but there's a, I guess, yeah, there's a core. I mean, uh, Laval is like a football factory. Yeah, man. Most yeah. Good Canadians are coming out of Laval Rouge Or. So I think there's a lot of good football players coming out of Quebec. That's so there's got to be good football yeah. support in Montreal. All right, I think that, that about covers it. I think, it. I think it now we've touched on everything. Now we have touched All right, well, good night, everyone. Um, enjoy listening to this in uh, 2019. Yeah, when we get it. When I, when I, when when I, get I, it rolling. When I edit it. All right, bye now.
way longer than it had to be. Oh, I, 